Hello and welcome to our very first live on pay-per-view special. This is, of course, Savage Tales, the Wrestle Savage podcast. I'm nearly getting through an intro flawlessly here. We're doing the uh, Chris Hero story, the Phantom Poop SWA cleanup story, and the Raven Burger Rage and more. I am one half of the tag team champions of podcasting, the greatest tag team champions in the history of podcasting, I may add. I am, of course, uh, Rad, don't call me Bruiser, although I do drink some vodka cruises, <coughs> thrashly. <laughs> and this is, of course, with me, uh, Elliot, don't call him Jolly Gun, because he'll probably slap your mom, Brimble. <laughs> and uh, we've got some very oh. special guests here, which I'll let you introduce. Yes, we do. Uh, let's introduce our first guest. My, uh, I think the, I think he's the whole reason uh, I'm good friends with, with Rad and himself. This is uh, Mason Childs. This is the guy that trained me at the start of PWA Queensland and started everything up. So I've got a lot to, a lot to say to Mason here today. <laughs> good oh, to have God. you on. <laughs> I'll keep it short. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good. Good to have you. Yeah. So what have you, what have you been? getting up to since the uh well in the past 10 years what's been been going on (laughs) well okay let's narrow it down (laughs) well i basically ended up moving up to townsville because i got a shot to uh wrestle for michinoku pro and my whole plan because basically the cheapest flights in all of australia to go to uh tokyo are from cairns so my plan right. was to basically live in Townsville for about six months. Then I was going to move up to Cairns and I was going to do pretty much what like Okinawa Pro did back in the day. I yeah. was going to have like a shop that was like a gym and a dojo, but we'd run shows there like four nights a week. Fuck but, yes. But um, yeah, that didn't end up coming to fruition. And um yeah, just stayed in Townsville, helping a group called QWA at the moment. We had a show last night, um, first show back for the year, and we drew close to 300 people, give or take. Excellent. It's really good yeah, for the population man. out there too. That's really good. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much the biggest town outside of the Brisbane area after like yeah. Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunny Coast. So we do pretty well. Yeah. Happy for you, man. That's some good shit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, besides that, um, yeah, got to be um great Sasuke when he uh got to play Donald Trump Sasuke's uh security at Kurikan Hall in the uh Space Wars. Wow. <laughs> I I have to get you to send me that photo and put it up on the on the Instagram page. <laughs> I can the, send you the whole result. match if you want. Yeah, send me the match. Oh, I'll yeah. do highlights of it on the TikTok as well. <laughs> I'll put you to some thrash metal. Excellent. I love it. Fuck yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you got any any good trainees up there? Um yeah, we got we got two at the moment. Uh, one's name's uh, JC. Because mm-hmm. basically at the moment, um QWA is owned by a mixed martial arts dojo up here. So a lot of the guys from there are starting to come to the shows and starting to get involved. And JC's son is like a massive fan. And 
Yeah, he was a bit upset last night because it was sort of like the start of all the storylines. So, like, a lot of heels went over and, um, right. yeah, all his favourites are lost. So, it was pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll build, we'll, you'll be building them back up soon, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reve- as I kept telling him, I'm going to get revenge next month. So Beautiful. <laughs> so, it's just monthly shows. Well, yeah. when, you, I mean, when you can, I suppose. Yeah, for now. Um, We're actually pretty lucky. The venue we're running out of at the moment is an outdoor venue. So uh, we sort of skip quite a lot of the um, lockdown laws and that sort of thing. Right. Okay. That would be really essential to keep running at this time too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. So That's cool, man. That sounds like it's going really well for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. I'm now, sure, and, and yeah. now he's getting even bigger heights coming on this podcast now. Yeah, yeah man. This is this is when he <laughs> this is when he breaks the 500. Just the crowds will really pick up. The biggest podcast in the history of the world. So, got oh, you on. Had, um, <laughs> our biggest shows do get around 550, 600 yeah. people. Dude, so I've, I've, I've seen the footage of the stuff that you've been doing. I had that hospital stay last year, and I like caught up on a whole fuckload, and it was like it's just incredible to see. How, how much you've built and it's, it's really fucking cool man like it's it's filmed pretty smick too a lot of you guys are uh, uh really fucking skilled wrestlers like yes yeah. one of the best kept secrets in australian wrestling if you ask me yeah well the <laughs> next that's the next part of it we've got to get it out there and um it'll have people recognizing yeah. who we are yeah Cream always rises <laughs> to the top and speaking of cream rising to the top i will segue to our next guest <laughs> the the cult of personality, the the man that runs all the cults, uh, one of my greatest friends in wrestling, Mark Williamson. Well, thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to be on the podcast from the Tag Team Champions of Podcasts. I believe hey! you beat hey. Cecil and <laughs> Cecilia Smith's podcast of Gardening in the Nud. So it's a great achievement to you fellas. I'm, I'm proud to be here. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad you're so well versed in our podcasting battle history. Oh, I, I'm well versed in podcasting battle histories. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts, but I like the battles. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my god! What have you What have you been up to lately, my man? Since uh, Since becoming a you know a retiree after all that big big Jeff Bezos money. Oh, well, after uh, apparently what a lot of people are saying, I stole money from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I'm (laughs) now living in luxurious spatial places here in Footscray and working on many different projects and sitting above a tower, literally looking down upon everyone else. That's going quite well for me. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I I hear through the grapevine that uh, you've been working on some comic books. Yes, yes. I've been uh, while we have been um, locked down here in uh, sunny Melbourne. I have uh, worked with my creative juices into writing some comics now, starting to get them produced, illustrated, all that sort of stuff. So it's um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Something I've wanted to do for quite a while. So I thought, ah, oh, hell, I'll, I'm going to go do it. So yeah. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Can we can we expect anything in the next uh, in the next few months, or is there a timeline that you've got going on? Or I would expect you'll probably start seeing some stuff at the second half of the year. Beautiful. You will uh, probably uh, anyone listening to this podcast, you'll be bombarded 
with uh, <laughs> social media, advertising, hypnotism, all sorts of stuff to get you to buy this comic. So we got to get in on that too. Yeah, we need we, some social media <laughs> hypnotism. Trust me. We, we're definitely, uh, we're definitely all, all also looking for sponsorship. If you know, if you're throwing around some of those big dubsy dollars, do, oh, do not like forget your friends. Bezos, if you want, <laughs> man, we maybe lightning can hit twice. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Well, I've got the password to his, um, to all his uh, bank accounts and all that sort of stuff. It's bald oh, space twat. So you know, <laughs> you want to. It's yeah, a secret between us and the point. listeners, all right? <laughs> Surprised nobody's guessed that password. Well, I know, right? <laughs> it was a lucky guess. I'm like, holy shit, this word. <laughs> Take all the money out of his account. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Some of that space money. Oh, man. Yeah, do, could do with a bit of extra. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> give me some of those Mars dollars. Yeah, I'll give you some Mars dollars. Yeah, beautiful. Jenny, I'll be working on my cryptocurrency called Dubsy Dollars as well. So, you know, you can buy a Dubsy Dollar for 400 Mars Dollars. It all works out well. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. I'm going yeah, yeah. to use that password to get me some Mars Dollars and I'll mm. change them over. That's it. Perfect. Perfect stuff. Perfect. Special offers for our listeners as well. <laughs> That's it. Special offers. Are we Just for the people that aren't listening. Are we going to see any Dubsy NFTs soon? You might see some NFT shortly, to be honest. Oh, for real? Seriously, for real. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Is it going to be one of a midget being beaten up with a phone book? (laughs) Well, look, I would love to have that as an animated one, but all the footage lost of that, there's only the witnesses of that. No, no, I've got footage of it still. Oh, you've got footage of it. You've got to send me that footage. I'll, I'll, next time I'm back at mum and dad's in Brisbane, I'll uh, grab the DVD and I'll uh, bring it back up and I'll get it put onto YouTube for you. Oh, fantastic. That was. This is, make it this a, pri- is make it a private video. I'm pretty sure the uh, <laughs> last uh, match of Joey Russell Jr. being <laughs> flogged by a phone book. In fairness, he did punch me in the face. Yeah, didn't he kick you in the dick real hard as well? Oh no, that was headbutt me in the dick, but I couldn't. He, he couldn't help it. He's a short fella. The thing is, too. The thing is, when when you have a, a, a part of your body that's so big, you know, a midget is just naturally going to walk into that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure they like being called midgets. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I'm not really. Um, I'm not really up to task on. on I what think he, he, like being called, he might have been more a dwarf. See, there's a difference between a midget and a dwarf. A midget no, is all in proportion. There is, yes, no, there totally is. There is, there they're is. Called... So a midget, midget's all in proportion. He's a short little fella, more likely to ride a racehorse. A dwarf has big body, little legs, beard, slightly magical, great at digging tunnels. Yeah, and usually dwarves <laughs> are really good at swinging battle axes. Like very good at swinging battle axes. So midgets there's, there's don't have the strength to carry a full scale battle axe. And midgets have that little voice like this. Hey, mate, how you doing? And dwarves are like, it's my axe, you know? So it's it's just science. You can't argue with science. Oh, this, this this is amazing. So we've recovered lost artifacts of Australian wrestling. 
yep. we've uh, we've offended the Twitterverse, and like it's, it's still in the first twelve minutes. I mean, <laughs> this is the greatest podcast we've ever recorded. Um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm surprised. I look the, the the Twitterverse were quite angry. I heard from your last podcast involving goggly eyes and Fran B. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. <laughs> you know, I had to look, and you're right. You're back on the money. <laughs> it didn't help. She had a drawstring across her stomach that kind of looked like a weird smile. <laughs> right, exactly. Homer Simpson look. I'm, I'm yeah. glad we're bringing up the old podcast because that's what brought us all together. Was uh, you guys hearing this and going, uh, "You've completely fucking forgotten the fact that you were actually sleeping in the room." for the incident that happened at the hotel with the phantom poop. <laughs> and that got us to talking that we should, we should bring you guys on and uh, we, we should get to the bottom of all this and put all of our combined terrible memories of 10-something, 15 years ago of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can work out what the fuck happened. <clears throat> I feel like 14 years ago. Yes. Make me feel old. Crazy I don't know, thinking that. Hey, I don't know what you guys old. are talking about. I'm turning 30 this year. Oh yeah, yeah. My my beard isn't grey. It my beard my beard still hasn't gone grey, and the box dye under the sink has nothing to do with it. Nah, that's it. <laughs> I think I remember before one of the um underworld shows, you were like, ah, I gotta get home and dye my fucking beard before I go in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was and, and coincidentally, that was when I started going grey. Was dealing with all that fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's understandable. I think I got a few grey hairs at the sides because of that as well. <laughs> definitely been greyer since then. <laughs> definitely. It's definitely not the hands of time. It's definitely the stress no. of Australian wrestling. No, well, that's it. Although, although Mason, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure you've ever experienced stress in Australia. I said, you look, you look gorgeous right now. The man with the, the most perfectly manicured shaped brows in all of Australian wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> They are, yeah, I found a good place that does them for 20 bucks. So, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, I've done it for so long now. When I try to just grow them out, I just get like this gap and then like random, like five or six really fucking long hairs. And I'm just like, everyone's like, oh, do you wake your eyebrows? I'm like, no, no, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, why would you wax them yourself? You pay somebody to do it for you. Exactly right. Yeah, pay the same. professionals. Yeah, yeah. It's the same I don't wax them, but Raul does a beautiful job of them. <laughs> oh, you go to Raul too. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so, so what happened in this hotel room? What are the, what are the things we need to clean up? Let's get to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> so one thing you guys got to remember is it was just after I broke mom with Hero, so I couldn't wrestle. The so week after. That's yeah. right. I, I was basically inebriated the entire fucking weekend. That's <laughs> right. You fucking were. <laughs> and uh, there's a real infamous picture of me wearing an SWA shirt with um, the sling on and I'm double parked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> double park big time I was just knocking them back um, so you didn't have to go back to the bar as often you buy two at once no oh, <laughs> it's me as if I'm buying my own drinks mate <laughs> um, but my memory is um, 
someone came knocking on my door like first thing Sunday morning and they're like, Oi, oi, Mason, oi, someone took a shit on the floor. And everyone's <laughs> like, I'm like, what? And they go, yeah, it was in Obi's room. There was Obi, Gambino. I'm pretty sure Elliot was in there. No, nope. Gambino was in my room with Esteban and, and Istria and Davis. Oh, okay. We get to clean this up now because this was a rumor that poor Gambino got hit. Yeah, with so keep yeah. Years. yeah. Oh yeah, I made that rumor up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred okay. percent. Okay, me. cool, cool. He, I was just finally. So, I, was, I was so drunk. I was like, Gambino would have done it. <laughs> I said, it's fifteen years ago. Drunken, double parked, broken armed, probably high on painkillers. Mason deciding that's it. Unequivocally, it was Gambino that did it. I think because he was trying to blame Elliot. There's someone trying to blame Elliot, and I went, "No, nah, Elliot wouldn't do that." I don't you know. Who that. It, was? it was fucking Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's this? How's this? So, so, uh, um, I was at it. Turns out I'm blocked this from my memory. It turns mm. out I was in the room, so I was in the room, and it was me and it was uh Nick and Obi. And I believe there was one dude, I think it might have been like Wolf Adams or somebody just random was also there, may have even been Warren Moon. Somebody yes, Warren slept Moon on was the, the other name. Someone yeah. slept on the yeah. floor. It may have been Warren Moon. Um, I'm a little hazy on this because, like, you know, <laughs> I, I was at the venue till fuck knows when. Johnny D got a, a a truck that was too small for the ring. That's the story we can get to soon. Um, but <laughs> but basically, I got to the hotel and crashed. And there had been a whole debacle with the rooms had been wrong. Other people had taken the rooms. Um, and like going over this and talking with you guys, reminding me some of the things that had happened. Um, the, do you remember the uh, ECW fan, that Loki guy? Yeah. Yeah. Loki Discordia. Yeah. Yeah. He was down there with his band and the singer yeah. of that band was also in like a Gigi Allen cover band. And what had oh. happened was they had, <laughs> they had checked into the hotel and they ended up taking the room, one of the rooms. So oh. when you guys got there, you didn't have a room. Yeah. What happened, uh, so that uh, we ended up cleaning it up and they were in one of the rooms. So they moved to their room and we went into that room and then the other rooms got sorted out. I think something happened in that evening where one of them came into the, to the room possibly. But there's mm. also the fact that Nick used to heavily sleepwalk. Yeah. And like um, he had really dirty, muddy boots that morning. That, so there's my there's my two cents from my memories of this. But the funniest thing in the fucking world was, and you'd never seen anything so so Obi. And if you remember Obi, man, a few oh, words. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit! So I'm lying in the bed. I'm like half asleep. Nick wakes up and like he's like, "What the fuck's this smell?" And then Warren Moon just gets up, goes, "Oh, someone, someone took a shit in the shower." <laughs> <laughs> and then Obi. He sits up like fucking Frankenstein, like goes, turns his head. He goes, that's fucked. Lies back down and he does like a kip up. He's in a fucking bunk bed. He does like a kip up out of the bunk bed. Lands, like lands, fucking steps into his shoes, throws his bag over his shoulder. He's like fully dressed in bed and just leaves and I never see him again. <laughs> like so Warren Moon's like, there's a fucking shit in the shower. And he just sits up and like, that's fucked. 
Shunk just like already <laughs> dressed and just leaves the scene. <laughs> was it in the shower? I thought it was on the carpet. It was like a tiny, Someone tiny had, little nugget. Someone had like, it was like shit had come into the room. There was some on the carpet, but it was in the shower. Someone had like either cleaned themselves or taken a shit in the shower. <laughs> and like somehow we'd all fucking <laughs> slept through it. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. But Elliot <laughs> plays a big part in in getting Gambino in trouble and can getting everybody wasted here too. What? How's that my fault? You were partying and all the. Oh, how's that your fault? <laughs> this, this man is the inebriator. He oh, knows shit. how to get people drunk. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, actually, I think everyone ended up in my room. And uh, they were playing cards or doing something and, like, being real, not loud, loud, but, like, loud enough that you'd hear it. And, yeah. like, one of the, na- the people staying next door, this old woman comes in and goes, oh, can you keep it down? And I, like, had to kick everyone out of the room. Then we went back into our room and made even more fucking noise. <laughs> See that? There, there he is, the inebriator. Yeah, <laughs> fucking inebriator. I think Gambino just like took a shit in there too with the door wide open. It's just, oh, of course, he did. Just <laughs> but that was the thing, like when the rumor went around that Gambino took a shit in the room, I'm thinking, that's strange because he was in the fucking room with us most of that night. I wonder when he fucking snuck out and did it, like that sneaky fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, totally oh, wasn't him. There's no way. He, he, the only people who would have been able to get in the room is like um, that, that dude and his band and they'd come down for the show to watch Hero. Yeah. Yeah. So, the I mean, G.P. Allen singer, was his name Metal Matt, perchance? I think uh, it was. That sounds very I know Matt. that yeah. bloke. And if anyone took a shit in a room, it was that grubby piece <laughs> of <laughs> Because he is a disgusting, yeah. repugnant person that I have somehow have come across outside of wrestling in Sydney, hanging around some music types. And they introduced yeah. me to this guy. Hey, what's your name? Hey, my name's Metal Matt. And he's just the biggest drongo ever. And I've, he smells of shit. So it's probably just an, a reoccurring thing with this bloke. He goes in randomly pooping in people's houses, <laughs> pausing, sewing discord yeah. round where everyone's blaming someone else for laying a loaf on the carpet when it's this grub. <laughs> That's totally plausible now. We totally gotta bring plausible. out we gotta bring out our own version of Cluedo, but it's the Australian wrestling who pooped in the hotel. <laughs> it was Metal Matt with his anus in the hotel room. You won. <laughs> oh fuck it out. <laughs> Speaking of anuses and wrestling, um, do you have a Johnny D story for us, Mark? Oh, Johnny D story, that idiot. Well, let me tell you about Johnny D. That's his real name, by the way. His real name is John D. <laughs> it is. It's not <laughs> some wrestling name. It's his real name. His real name is John D, and his wrestling name is Johnny, Johnny D. D. And he added a change. syllable yeah. to his name just to make himself sound interesting. <laughs> he added a syllable to the John, and he took two letters off the D. Yeah. <laughs> Am I back? You are back. You are oh. back. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, 
that's Jonathan D. (laughs) (laughs) This night all this happens. So as I said, I I, I was on this particular show in Newcastle, but I was promoting a show the next day in Sydney. So I was driving back. So as driving back from Newcastle, I get a call from uh, young Rad here. And he's like, oh, mate, I forgot some, uh, got some news. Uh, so I was hiring the wrestling ring from one John D. Um, mm. Informs me that uh, the ring truck is uh, not big enough to take the ring. <laughs> so I tell young Rad here, <laughs> can you put Johnny on the phone? <laughs> Johnny gets on the phone and I'm like, uh, Mr. D. <laughs> Yeah, there's a problem with the uh, with the truck. He's like, yes. I go, well, tomorrow's going to end up in a couple of different ways. Hopefully, it's going to end up after a successful show. We can have a drink and have a laugh about you not being able to get the ring here. <laughs> or the other way it's going to happen is I'm probably going to be in jail because <laughs> I've driven up to Newcastle to smack you in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like this to happen? And the ring got there, God bless him. So it was the a best... team effort that got the ring up there. So, yes. The best thing about this is I told him that would happen. He got me to call you. Yeah, he, he you, wouldn't you... phone me. He wouldn't phone me himself. He gets you to phone me. <laughs> I, put the, I, put, I put him on the phone. I watched the color drain out of him. Um, yeah, and then the next second, it's like he was in the Tetris World Championships, and that fucking ring fit the ring that there. <laughs> I, I look, let's let's be honest. I'm a skinny fat man, so the fact he was so afraid of me coming up there is actually hilarious. <laughs> oh no, Mark Lewis is going to come beat me up with these Monty Burns arms. Someone help me! Oh, the humanity! He's the meanest man around. Someone help me! <laughs> maybe it's just maybe you just cut promos that was that fucking <laughs> just got a promo on him yeah what am I, what am I gonna do I'll give you the stretching of a lifetime yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not setting up my ring <laughs> fucking hell that's almost a flawless Monty Burns too. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> well uh, with, with with that I'm going to segue into our sponsored portion of the show so we oh, have yeah. a new sponsor here. I'd like to give a nice, uh, a nice welcome to the to to the podcast, our new sponsor, and read this little, this little line here. Okay, here we go. You ready? Elliot sorted this one out, so it's it's a fresh time, yeah. first time reading. Oh, okay, here we go. Who is that? Sorry, guys, give me a second. Okay, so this is uh, Sam Hansen's airport pickup service. That's right. It's cheap. It's smelly, but it's reliable. That's Sam Hansen's <laughs> airport pickup service. If you're in the Brisbane or Townsville area, do not delay. Call Sam Hansen today. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm taking Sam Hansen's airline service. It is reliable. I can, I can guarantee that. A unique bouquet of scent in the car. <laughs> Would you would you like to rem- uh, reminisce on that? <laughs> what 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 features? Oh, the reminiscing of yeah. The Sam Hansen picked me up in the car and he smelled. It's <laughs> <laughs> reminiscing about it. <laughs> he was a reliable driver. Do not run a red light. Followed all the road rules. Got me there to the venue one time. <laughs> 
He was he was painfully good driver. <laughs> he was a very good driver. <laughs> he was a very good driver. He he took extra care on the road, and I really wish he hadn't, because then my nostrils would have maybe survived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't smell that bad. <laughs> but he didn't smell that good either. So, you know. <laughs> and with with that, it brings us to the weekly word association. And because uh, we have two oh so special guests, I'm going to split the six into into three. I'm going to start with Mark. You get three words that you've never heard before, and I would like your genuine reaction to both to to all three. Sorry, to the triple. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, gin. One I'm about to drink when I finish this. Excellent, excellent. And number two, Benny English. Benny English is absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to use the word legend because the word legend gets overused by a lot of people in wrestling. But Benny English is a very important person, especially down here in Melbourne. Um, Worked a lot of great shows for him. Absolute ripper of a bloke. Perfect. Agreed. Agreed. And your third and final word is, of course, Andre Hands. Andre hands. Andre hands is the perfect thing to do to someone when they say something stupid for you. You can just wave the Andre hands and they'll leave. They know what it means. <laughs> ben, thank you for your None uh, of your business. Thank you for your credit to the wrestling world with with Andre hands. I mean, oh, maybe yeah. even you and Fozzie, Fozzie Bear Young. Thank you for your credits to, 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 to wrestling. Don't and, thank me. Thank Andre the Giant. He's the one that did them. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely used them a lot in term- when, we, when we're watching wrestling. We'll just Andre hands and turn it off. The Andre hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's right. chucking a wobbly under the giant, he just waves Andre hands, <laughs> walks off. Okay, Mason, are you ready for your three? Uh, more than ever. Okay, number one, He Man. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, easily my favorite cartoon character series. Um, I've made. Uh, Oh, what would be the word? Um, we made Mad Dog Club shirts in honor of them. Uh, yeah. Who's trapdoor on that? Trapdoor on there. Oh, that's me. Yeah, you're trapdoor. Yeah. <laughs> Dingo is uh, He Man in the middle. Of all the people, he looks the most like He Man with those. Like he has ridiculously big forearms. Have you ever seen that man's forearm muscles? Yes. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I remember one time when you when you played He Man on a on a PWA show, Mason, when you grabbed um, Jonathan Link's sword oh, and, you ran, yeah. and you ran up into the bleachers and yelled, "I have the power!" <laughs> he, was, and he pulled a full strop over it that you touched his sword. Dead, dead, my dad. What the fuck is going on? All right, number two, number two. You ready for yep. this one? All right, do you have the power for KFC? Oh, it's my go-to hangover meal. Uh, the fattest I ever got was when I lived in Annalee in Brisbane and um, KFC was at the top of my street. So it was either get in my car and drive 15 minutes to buy groceries or walk to the top of my street and get a two-piece feed. What are you going to do? The fucking no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Sounds dangerous. And it number three, I'd go to groceries. <laughs> I'd get the groceries. Let's get the groceries. <laughs> live and you learn. You live and you learn. <laughs> and In number three. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What were you going to say, sir? No, no. no. Nothing All else right. to say. All right. really. Number three. Third and final word is chalk top. Chalk top. 
Um, you I remember? Say, is, it, is there some story I've forgotten? <laughs> it is something else, it's, isn't it? nah, it's it's nothing. It's nothing to do. You know, it's. It, do you remember it being the um the post the post training meal at Capalaba? Do you remember that? And we'd go to Capalaba Central. We'd all have lunch after training, <laughs> and you'd start fucking pounding on the tables for chop tops. <laughs> Every time, every time I walk past like a Wendy's or something, you can see the chop top. I always, always imagine you just going chop top in an empty food court. We're <laughs> <laughs> all just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Let's get a chop top. Beautiful. When we were planning this earlier, Elliot, it's like chop top, and I'm like, is that like some fucking horrible sex joke that's gonna totally like end end our podcast well and truly? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, terrible. we move on to the second half of this uh this fantastic tale and we move into the raven tour tag segment <laughs> dubsy would you like to regale us with your ra- raven tales I believe the year was uh 2009 2010 it was january 2010 yeah, 2010. How yeah. the fuck do you guys remember that? Oh, it's you know I have a I have a usually a good memory with all these sorts of stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a very memorable uh, weekend in my career. Was, so I haven't forgotten it. It, 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 it was a very memorable weekend. So <clears throat> this young bloke, he, he used to be a referee. His name was Shane O'Reilly. His name is uh, Mitch. Real name Mitch Christensen. He's now a promoter, I think, of all-star wrestling in New South Wales. But that wasn't his first foray into the promotion of the grappling game. Mm-hmm. He, uh, at the time in 2010, unfortunate story, he got inheritance from his grandfather had died. He'd given him $30,000. So <laughs> like many young, bustling entrepreneurs, he thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on a wrestling show. Three wrestling I'm shows. I'm going to... I'm going to put on three wrestling shows. I'm going to put on the greatest shows. All the stars are going to be there. I'm going to buy a new wrestling ring. I'm going to buy new wrestling barricades. I'm even going to buy some wrestling mats. I'm going to run it in Kudawara down in Wollongong. It's going to have my favorite wrestler of all time, Raven. We're going to get him wrestle the biggest star in Australian wrestling, Dan Damage. Everyone's going to be there, folks. All the stars will be there. So this young uh, young Mitch spent $30,000 buying a ring, buying all, getting all this little wrestling company in. But the sad thing is he forgot to advertise the show. He forgot to have money to pay for Raven. And lo and behold, this was not the field of dreams. If you build it, it will not come. If you book it, they will not come. There was probably 10 people at this show to watch oh. international wrestling superstar Raven. There was now, there was six people there. One of them one of them was a local wrestler and his girlfriend who walked out on the show. Yes. And uh two of them <laughs> were family members of the guy running the show. And then there was like a local that had like just wandered in that was there on the night basically. Yeah. It was wow. just insane. And this was a double header so there was the Friday night and the Saturday night. Yep. So what happened, of course, the Friday night, no one's in there and uh, Raven 
Scott Levy's gone, hey guys, you know him, I'm going to get paid. Because that's how he talks. He's got a real whiny voice. <laughs> he sounds like Cartman. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I totally recall him sounding completely different, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and young, young Mitch had no money to give him. So one of our... Uh, Friends at the time, a young bustling promoter, he's gone, look, I'll pay Raven for you, but I'm going to take your wrestling ring, all that sort of stuff. That's the cost of me getting you out of this thing. So basically, the second night show was run by uh, our friend, Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like another, well, I think it might have been 10 people at this show. There wasn't many people there, was there? Yeah, it was probably 10 or so, 10, 20. Like, 10, 10, 10, or 10 or 20. It was more than the Friday night. It was definitely more than was there before, but I, I, yeah. would, I would wager to bet that if it was more than 10, it wouldn't be, be, yeah. be much higher. So, you I know, thought, sorry to interrupt. Um, I thought all the uh, all Doug and um, Mavis Eagles and all those assholes showed up because uh, Christian was going to sell the ring to Doug. But um, no. Christian cut him off at the knees. That's what I yeah, heard. They, no, they they were going. Yeah, they were going to sell the ring to Doug uh, to, to PWA yeah. at the time, and then uh, basically Shema's gone. I've got cash. I can give it to you right now. Well, I was because oh, okay. I I ended up helping that that show fell to hell on a handbasket, and that kid was like basically like cowering in the back, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And I'd been asked, I'd been asked to come down by some of the wrestlers that were on the show because he, he couldn't get talent because nobody wanted to work for him because basically he was a trainee that never finished training and the guy that trained him told everybody and then nobody really wanted to have much to do with him but he'd already roped in Raven and like he he fucked absolutely everything in every way and then he couldn't pay Raven and Raven's like listen, pal, you know, one way or another, I'm getting the rest of my money, basically. And Raven had a chat to him about, I remember he took him aside and he had like a, I'd say a heartwarming talk. Raven basically told him that he was in over his head and he obviously didn't know what he was doing. And he nearly hurt Raven in in that match because it was him and I think it was Dan versus Raven. Mm. Uh, Wasn't he refereeing though? No, no, he actually wrestled. Okay, yeah. He put the belt belt on himself on that show. (laughs) Like, but, but what had happened was he was he was in a panic to try and get the money, and he had offered to sell the ring to Doug, and Doug was on the way to come, and then Raven was like, you know what the fuck's happening, and I need the money, and he started panicking even more, and then he offered the ring to Christian, and when Christian bought the ring, um, this kid basically said, oh by the way, Doug thinks he's coming to buy the ring. So Christian got, not only did he inherit this ring, all these guardrails and everything, plus a couple of shows in the future, because he had the next day and then there was a weekend after of shows, which which ran aside ours um, at the time. And then um, he had to text Doug and be like, basically, like, don't come. So not only did this kid basically blow 30 grand on one show, he overpaid everyone, overpaid Raven, ran out of money, lost his entire promotion, but he also fucked Doug out of hire, like out of money, because Doug went and hired a, a, a trailer and was coming to pick the ring up and received a text like, "Don't come, it's been sold." Oh. So like he just balls everything up for everybody. Anyway, so that all happened. Yeah. We had we had fun on that that second night of the show. I believe I was wearing uh, his uh, championship wrestling belt backstage. Nothing else. 
<laughs> it was a lot of fun happened, Mike. It was it was a crazy situation where all we could do was laugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, then I, I, I was asked because I believe they li- you lined up um, an appearance for Raven on at SWA up in Newcastle. Yeah, because his other shows basically fell to shit the next weekend and we ended yeah. up with Raven for the entire week. And he's like, so guys, is there any wrestling shows I can come and make money on? And we're like, well, actually, there's a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was asked like, hey, he's in Wollongong. Can you drive him up to Sydney? And, you know, it was, it was a bit of a favor and got, the, got a bit of coin from it as well. So I'm like, no worries. So this is the next day on a Sunday. Go to uh, Raven's hotel, let him know, let the reception know that I'm here to pick him up. He, you know, Basically, Dixie around for about an hour. Takes him an hour to come downstairs. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting paid. I'm doesn't bother me, you know. Get in the car. <laughs> ask me if I'm some sort of mark coming to pick him up. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm getting paid for this. So don't you worry about it. I had a nice conversation then. I talked about Alice Cooper and all that sort of stuff. Then he's all like, we get to a McDonald's. He's like, hey, can you pull over? I'm a hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. I go through the drive-thru. I'm all right, go through the drive-thru. He goes, I need a Big Mac, no cheese, chips, chicken nuggets, and a Coke. So they get him all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm not having McDonald's. I think it's a bit gross. Quarter pound of no onions. Yeah, quarter, quarter pound of the, yeah, quarter pound of no onions. That was it. I just fucking no onions, remembered. Quarter pound of no onions, no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like a fucking crappy bit of bread, meat and sauce. <laughs> a giant junior burger. That's what it is. He wanted a giant junior burger. Giant junior burger. Anyway, so we've driven. We've left. We've left the drive-through. We're driving down the road. He's scoffed down chicken nuggets. He's in his chi- eating his chips, and he knows his burger has cheese and onions on it. Ah, oh, those fucking pieces of shit. Ah, oh, there's fucking cheese. Ah, oh, there's onions on this. Ah, oh, I go. Well, would you like me to turn back? No, 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 no. We'll go to the next McDonald's and I'll sort it out. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think it works. Like, ah, oh, I'll sort it out. So... <laughs> All right, you sort it out. I'm just driving you. No worries. You <laughs> thinking? Drive him down. We get like 15 minutes down the road, isn't it? Mac, pull in this one. All right. Not be going through the drive-through again. Like, yeah, all right. You think it'd be easy just going to the restaurant? Explain. Nah, the drive-through. I don't want to get out of the car. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> the fucking drive-through. Now he's yelling over me too because I'm driving. So he's yelling at <laughs> the speaker. Uh-uh. I got this burger. I asked for no cheese, no onions on it. I have cheese and onions on it. I got it from the McDonald's down the road. So I want a replacement. They're like, well, we can't do that. We didn't get it from you. He's like, look, this car's going to stay here in the fucking drive-thru till you get me a fucking replacement. (laughs) (laughs) There's a fucking giant queue of cars behind us. There's people beeping. (laughs) So they're like, okay, okay, just drive through the next window. <laughs> so they drive through the next window, they give him a burger, and I'm like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> drive out of it, lo and behold, there's fucking cheese and onions on this fucking burger. <laughs> oh, pieces of shit, I'll fucking teach them. Get back in the drive through, I'm not going in the restaurant. So we line back up at the fucking drive through again. <laughs> Do the whole rigmarole. He's screaming his head. They give him his right burger. Drive off. So that's 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 
that's the story of the drive-through rage. He's a fucking lunatic. But then what made it better was we're driving to Sydney. We get there. And he's like, um, I need to take a fucking shit. <laughs> In a shower? He's like, oh, no, no, no. He's a metal man. He's like, I need to take a shit. So we've gone to... Um, very respected wrestling photographer uh, Sarah Newman Snez oh, and I'm like uh, uh, hey Snez uh, yeah we're uh, I've got Raven in the car um, do you mind if he comes up to your apartment and takes <laughs> for shit ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep <laughs> so here's Sarah looking at uh, here's this guy she's watched on TV just run into the bathroom and take a big dump <laughs> Can I then I handed over Raven the to the other half of the tribe, uh, other half of the trip, because I wasn't driving up to Newcastle, and apparently he was like a bit of a dick on the way up there too. And yeah, so that's Raven. Can also I add a bit well, to yeah, the, yeah, um, makes him, yeah, makes him yeah, go, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was at um, I was at Snez's house that day, and um, we'd watched like some sort of major episode of TNA, and. Um, <laughs> He came in. We just watched him. I think he got jobbed out in like two minutes in a tag match to um, like Hernandez and Homicide or something. And he comes <laughs> and I had no idea you were coming. And you like knock on the door and you're like, oh, hey, it's me. And I'm like, oh, hey, doves. And then Raven like saunders in, takes the first right because at Sarah's house, there was like the toilet was on the right and then the rest of the house was towards the back down the hall yeah 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 and um we're just like oh okay and you like had a chat for about 10 minutes and then raven got out and you're like all right see ya and you's left and i'm sitting there and i look at sarah and i go they just showed up so raven could take a shit at your house didn't they (laughs) (laughs) she goes yeah they fucking did In fairness, the setup of her apartment is perfect for a stranger to take a poop in. As you said, the bathroom is directly on the right, not in the rest of the things, so they don't need to see the rest of the house. They can just come in, drop their business, and leave. Yeah. Therefore, I thought it was the perfect idea. She should have. Oh, she, no. she should have had wrestlers autograph the the the, the, the toilet seat. She would have sure, had yeah. like so many wrestling autographs on that commode. <laughs> commode. You gotta say it like Dusty. We hit him with a commode lid. <laughs> well, I actually had a really fun time traveling with with Raven. He seemed to rub everyone the wrong way except me. Like I got on super well with him. We had fucking loads. It was like I, it was like having my own Raven shoot interview. I got to pick his mind and talk about all sorts of wrestling. But I think where the problems came was he. Didn't want to chip in for fuel, which was the Australian tradition. Whoever gets, whoever drives, you all chip in for fuel. Yeah, uh, he didn't want to chip in for fuel, which I think rubbed Nick the wrong way. And um, he, I think he called Nick a flunky about five thousand times. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, and you can just see the fucking vein building in his head. Ah, oh, the flunky will do it. And he's just like sitting there, just like doesn't want to give me any fucking petrol. Yelled about McDonald's at my friend. <laughs> but, like, I he was like a big favorite wrestler in that back in the day too. Yeah, so yeah, like it was, totally. uh... yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's. Raven, yeah, hey, how you going, Flunky? Carry my bags. You're a Flunky. Drive me around, Flunky. Flunky this, <laughs> Flunky that. Oh, the, the, the funny part was 
so we took him to SWA and like nobody in Newcastle would have had any clue in fucking on earth that anybody close to Raven was there. And it was like a last minute edition and they had a match between Mikey and his brother, uh, the Lords. They were wrestling each other. If you don't know them, they were like the Australian version of the Backyard Hardies, except with like less success and egos the size of Ethiopia. Um, so they had a match and they, they, I remember sitting in the crowd and it was the boganest thing ever. Um, they're like, Oh, we've got a special guest referee for this. It's, it's a special guest enforcer and they play the offspring music and this bogan turns to his friend and goes, yeah, the fuck this Kansas is coming out and Raven's music. Let's fucking boo the shit out of him. Eh? And his mate's like, yeah, fucking who's he think he is? And then Raven walks out and they both stood up and pour their fucking drinks everywhere. fucking shit and i'm sitting right behind that and it made the whole thing worth it um (laughs) it was so great but then because shadow was there as well so shadow and raven ended up so mercilago from turamon um ends up in a car with uh raven and raven would going down the road and raven he had all these ways to pass the time because obviously he's a wrestling veteran he's traveled forever um and he goes because hey, let's play rubber baby buggy bumpers, and <laughs> we're like, what? He's like, you just gotta say rubber baby buggy bu- bu- bumpers three times really fast, and fucking he, everyone does it pretty flawlessly. And Aki, uh, with with his broken English, because he's you know Japanese to English, he goes, okay, so raga, no, 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 rubber. It was like it went on forever. Raga, no rubber, rubber baby, 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 and then he finally we get like fifteen minutes, and he goes, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Rubber, baby, buggy, bum persons. <laughs> bum persons. That's the fucking deal. I like, yeah, no, we had a we had a great old time. I, I had a great old time with Raven. But like, yeah, he seemed to rub everybody else the wrong way. Speaking of people that rubbed each other the wrong way in Raven, <laughs> Sandman also had that effect. When oh, he came he to Australia. Like, Again, another guy that I got on super well with. Oh, he can't take a joke, that fella. He comes to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, here we go. He comes to this me. is the tale I want. Old here hardcore hack. Hardcore <laughs> hack. He comes up to me and he's like, yeah, yeah you, got, you, you have my music? I'm like, I don't know, pal. What's your music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you know my music like, I thought you're professional I thought you bring your music to me I gotta give it to the sound guy <laughs> take a joke it was, it was like so I'm sitting in this locker room and this, oh. this, this poor dude gets here he, the first thing he's greeted with is 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 Dubs pranking him because fucking it's just it's a fucking show at a comic convention. Like we're not really taking it that seriously, you know. Like, and then he he turns around and fucking Matt Silver runs up to him and he's like, "Hi, I'm your biggest fan. I love you so much. I used to watch you when I was 12 years old." And he's like, "What? How old are you now? I'm 19. Oh fuck, I feel so old." It's like, oh. and- for all those listening at home who don't know who Matt Silver is, known as uh, Buddy Matthews now, just to clear that up. Yeah, so Buddy Matthews is there just marking the fuck out the Sandman and, like, 
won't let go of him. Like literally was like clinging off him. And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to wrestle you tomorrow. And he's like, what, what? And then like another fucking um, guy like comes up and he pulls a fucking ECW belt out of his bag. He's like, Oh, will you sign this for me? And shoves it in his face. And he's like, Oh, well, yeah. And he starts trying to sign it. This is in the fucking locker room. And then the maniac's like, Oh, hi, I'm the maniac. And he's trying to shake his hand whilst he's signing a belt. And like, buddy won't fucking let go of him. And Maniac goes, I'm wrestling you tomorrow too. And Sandman like fucking like pushes the belt off, like like throws like fucking these dudes kind of like aside. And he's like, who the fuck am I wrestling tonight then? And I'm just there <laughs> sitting on the floor. I'm like, um, hi, my name's Adam. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And like everyone sort of scatters. I'm like, you know, I'm like, do you have somewhere that you're changing or do you want to you change with me, dude? He's like, where are you changing? I'm like, down here. He's like, yeah. And he's like, just sits down. And we had like the nicest chat and we went over a, a little you know, beginning, middle end. I told him that I knew how to work. He asked me not to stiff him and it was great. And like we had our match. It was fun. He told Julian James to shut the fuck up because he didn't understand live commentary. Weird, <laughs> the, weird, the weird Australian tradition. But yeah, man, that was a, that was a hell of an experience, man. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone just really got under his skin because it's so carny here compared to like, what it must be like for him in the States. Oh, back in 2008, it would have been. Yeah. I think I'm, things have improved big time now. A hundred percent, man. Like yeah. we were just talking on the podcast the other day um, about the evolution of Australian wrestling and how far it's really come, like how mm. much what more professional things are. It was Carney back then. Fellas, this was at the <laughs> Melbourne Convention Centre at the Armageddon <laughs> Festival. This was the this was the creme de la creme of, of, of being being on wrestling shows. There was Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters was there. <laughs> he watched. Yeah, people dressed as stormtroopers. Ernie Hudson from fucking Ghostbusters watched me wrestle. The poor yeah, that, that there. poor motherfucker had to watch me wrestle. You had the guy that plays. Uh, Doug Jones, he plays the fish guy in Hellboy. He was there. <laughs> All the stars were there. Oh, the Silver. The two TNA gangers were there as well, weren't they? They were there too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And, uh, Hemi. Hemi. yeah. Yeah. That's Love right. We got, and we, we, we got all sorts of hilarious photos. There's so many funny photos from that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we had, uh, we had your boy Warren Moon in a few of them. Oh man, always doing the doing the Sailor Moon pose. Yeah, <laughs> used to get used to get everyone to do the Sailor Moon pose. <laughs> oh man, well, fellas, I I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast, coming on Elliot and I's podcast. Well, thanks very much for inviting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. I think we should do it. We should definitely do it again. Yeah, I would yeah, come up with some back. with some tales. It would, it'd be a good, there are good many more tales that we yeah. got, that we could come up with, like in all of our debaucherous adventures. There's so many tales. Well, a bit of sizzle, I can tell you for the next time I'm on the show. Oh, some sizzle reel, go for it. The Ooh. sizzle reel about my tour, the Lou Spinelli tour I did when I was 16, and I had to work with uh, Pee Wee Phoenix, the matriarch, the patriarch of the Phoenix family, Australia's first little person wrestler more suitable for later on oh no no i'm not going to tell it this is for this is for another day this is a long story 
And, you know, I'll just give a quick shout out to um, our friends over at uh, on the Turnbuckle podcast. If you want to deep dive there, um, their archives and find the greatest uh, shoot interview in Australian wrestling history. Mark goes into great details of breaking into the business with Lou back on the Maracanelli circuit. Yes, yes. The Greek crusher, Lou Spinelli. Incredible stuff, man. Like, if you think you're an Australian wrestling historian and you don't know who Liz Spinelli is, Jesus. Get the fuck get, out. Get, yeah, get the fuck out. You're in the wrong business. Yeah. Moolah, get the fuck out of the car. You know, like the marijuana? You know, like to correct the hammer? Get the fuck out. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get another one then. We'll get some more tales. Yeah. Excellent. Let's do it. Do, do it down the line. Another pay per view. Yeah, for, yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. We'll build to it for the next five months, gents. We got to go WWE style now and call it uh, a premiere live event. A pre- premium, premium live event. Premium live event. <laughs> yes. And then, and right. I can't wait for them to announce that they're getting into the OnlyFans game with their premium content. <laughs> <laughs> Oh holy shit! This is just oh, well. Vince whacking it. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> all right, my men. I will catch oh. you soon. I hope you all have a fantabulous uh, rest of your weekend. Enjoy your gins. Shall do. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck all in right. the, the the CrossFit World Championships. Oh, the Open. The open, get you're gonna go all the way. I know you're gonna go all the way, and you'll become the the next CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not even CrossFit Jesus does too well in it, and uh, Seth Rollins apparently. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, damn. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. hey, he he fucks Becky Lynch, so that's probably a bit better than being. Uh, it's probably that's probably the best CrossFit. CrossFit. I hear that exercise is probably is probably the best exercise of all. Definitely good for your lower back. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Sex tip podcast now. Yeah, next, okay, so next 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 time we'll get we're we're gonna get Mason in for um CrossFit sex tips. Yep. <laughs> How to find uh, a Becky Lynch of your own dating tips for lonely wrestlers. <laughs> I, go, go. I can't help most wrestlers in Australia, that's for sure. This is, this is no laughing matter, fellas. Anyone knows more than three pumps is debaucherous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a waste of game. For shame. Absolute waste of game. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. I never want this to end. It's too much fun. But yeah. I think we must wrap up. <laughs> we'll have to come up with another topic next time and we'll have some prepared stuff so we can all come in and um Yeah, yeah bring some more tales to the table. That would be great. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll keep the chat open and we'll work we'll we'll work on it diligently. We can talk future. about Raven's small dick. <laughs> we didn't that. Fuck, we nearly I mean, made the whole I mean, podcast. We nearly, we nearly made it. In the world. Oh, he's it's funny. Oh, he's going to court. You want to consider another five minutes? Swap <laughs> it out, Levy. Let's have a look at it. It's tiny. <laughs> look, it's got baby's thumb. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Fuck, what, is it with, what is it with American wrestlers walking around naked backstage? <laughs> 
they love it. What's the deal? Why do you? Why do the Yanks all come over here and they want to get their baby slungs out? <laughs> I think it's actually us that don't do it. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like in yeah. Japan, it's huge. Like, oh, it is. It? I it was it. smaller in Japan. Oh yeah, the dongs are <laughs> tiny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for another time, though. <laughs> the real reason you got asked to be Donald Trump Sasuke's security is he's like, we need some of those big Aussie slongs out here. <laughs> oh no, that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, holy shit. All right. Yeah, next, but, next, can I end it on this joke? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. So this this girl I was hooking up with, she said, uh, give me six inches and make me hurt. I put it in twice and I punch her in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I did not actually do that. So SJWs or listening to this going, he hits women. No, I don't. It was just a joke. Don't do me. He doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying that she asked for six inches, but he only had three, so he had to do it twice. Two and three quarters. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's three times the size of Ravens. Fuck, we nearly how made did it. That even, how did that even come to be? How did you even Yeah, fuck it. it. Come on, let's give us two more minutes. Two more minutes. Tell us all about Raven Schlong. <laughs> well, Mason saw it. He told me about it. Then I, like, <laughs> I turned around. Like, I can't see anything. It's just all ball sack. But, you know. <laughs> I, um, I unfortunately saw it first because I was sitting... I was sitting across from Mason in the room when it happened and it was in front of my face and I turned and looked at him with horror and he turned to see what I was looking at in horror. <laughs> and it's, this is an image for you, right? So I'm, I'm looking at this and it's, this is the funniest thing in the world. So it's Raven pops his suitcase open, like his big travel case, and inside the suitcase pocket is a Raven TNA figure sitting there like it's in the netted pot. And I'm like, oh, cool. He carries, I'm like, he carries his little raven around with him. Then he just dacks himself. I'm like, holy shit. He carries two little ravens around with him. <laughs> I look straight at Mason and Mason looks straight. And he's just strutting around like, look at me, boys. I'm a naked <laughs> raven. Like a mushroom cat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> well, he's got to be because all the stories are that he has a massive dong and then, yeah, wasn't impressed. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, everyone was on acid and coke, so I don't know maybe, um, maybe he put it in twice and punched her in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh shit! So, uh, <laughs> unless there's any more slongs that we'd like to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you've got a story, Adam. I do not have a fucking story, Elliot. There is no story. There's no story about Mason sending me to fetch Chris Hero and me seeing Chris Hero's slong. That did not happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been to so many Mark Williamson sponsored claw hypnosis therapy sessions to forget about this. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, fucking hell. Shit. All right. <laughs> we should end this before we get carried away. <laughs> before it goes any slonger. <laughs> Should really, we should really tuck this one away and call it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Mangina, this shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, I'm shit. gonna, I, I'm gonna say goodnight, fellas. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to catching up in the future. Yeah, for sure. So definitely. Same. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, <laughs> see you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>